866-668-8866. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Taking you until noon on 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Bottom of the hour, or just a little bit before that, Bill Bender from the Sporting News on Arizona State, Herm Edwards, and uh, his squad in a seemingly in a boatload of trouble, the college football playoff, and potentially some tweaks being made to that. But right now, as the music says, off to Chicago we go. He's David Kaplan. He joins us. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. We will get to who Chris Collinsworth refers to the most interesting team in the NFL mm. in just a second. But, Cappy, good to talk to you. How are you? What's going on? How are you guys? I hope you're enjoying this awesome weather. It's 100 degrees here, Cap, today. It's a little bit too warm for this Canuck, but uh, nonetheless, uh, nothing we can do about it. Uh, Cub? That's right up my alley. Is it? You like a hundo, do you? Uh Uh-huh. Every day. Uh, I mean, Vegas is 100. I know they say it's a dry heat, but uh, the year I spent out there was... Anyways, not for me. Cap, uh, lots to get to. I guess we should start with the best team in baseball, and that's the White Sox, who gave up a big lead but still got the job done uh, yesterday uh, uh, with Grandal that uh, hit in the in the 10th inning after they had a big chance to win it in the 9th. Cap, they are in a division where they should run away and hide, and the White Sox have the best record in MLB. How about that? Yeah, I was at a game yesterday by myself. I wasn't working. I have the 15 games. Yesterday was one of them. It was picture day uh, at the radio station. I got all that taken care of, and I'm like, I'm going to the game. I'm literally going by myself, and bam, I sat there and just enjoyed really quality Major League Baseball. It was wildly entertaining, and then they blow the 7-2 lead. I'm like, are you kidding me? God, how could that happen? And then they roar back, and a guy hitting what? 146 at the time. Yasmani Grandal rips one down the right field line. Ball game over, and the White Sox win. You are right, my friend. They should run away and hide. But a team that's lost, Jimenez, Robert, uh, Madrigal. They haven't had Moncada the last couple of days. They've had Lynn Anderson have both spent time already on the injured list. Kopech. Who knows? Kopech is on the injured list. Like, they've lost a ton. I truly believe they can win the World Series if they add on or get a couple guys back healthy. But, man, oh, man, is that a really good team. Because health is a huge part of that, as you mentioned, Cappy, and looking at this squad, the way that they're built, it doesn't feel like they need to do a ton. It feels like they're ready in place. What what would be a position or a group that you'd be looking to augment here come the trade deadline? I don't think they need a headliner, at least from my vantage point. Yeah, it depends who they're getting back. You know, they announced two days ago that Aloy Jimenez is cleared to resume baseball activities. That doesn't mean cleared to come back to the team. They said it's at least a month before he'll be able to go on a rehab assignment. So 
So let's assume end of July he's back. Okay, he's had a very serious injury. Are you not adding another bat? Because what if he has a setback? What if as he starts swinging every day, he goes, that shoulder's not feeling right again. So that's one. Two, Luis Robert. Guy's a really good player. Are you getting him back? Not so sure. And would you trust he's going to stay healthy? they got to get another right-hander in the bullpen. They do. And then they need a second baseman, Matt. Season-ending hamstring surgery. I assume Kopech's coming back. But, again, hamstrings are a finicky, fickle thing. So if I was them, I'm going to get Adam Frazier from the Pirates to play second base. I'm going to get the best right-handed setup guy I can get and probably going to get myself a bench bat. Hmm. Well, Cap, let's just stay on that uh, on that topic and move to the Cubs. Cubs clearly need starting pitching. Uh, Alec Mills, a couple of days ago, stock uh, yesterday. Arietta did what Arietta is uh, going to do, as we've discussed. He's a five inning pitcher at this point, a back of the rotation kind of guy. Uh, do you have a name or two that Cubs fans seem to, or Cubs maybe zeroing in on? Give us a couple of starting pitchers' names, Caps, that you're hearing tossed around, if any. Okay, I'm going to give you one that would be just simply a depth guy. He's at home. He's not on a roster. His name is Cole Hamels. He's throwing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's throwing and doing a lot of side sessions. Has not announced the showcase date yet, but he signed with the Braves last year for $18 million. He made one start. One, hmm. and it was in September. And then... It was bothering him again, and he was shut down. He says he's back to 100%, and he just wants to play baseball. He likes playing. He's not looking to break the bank. He's not in it for the money he's made. How much money do you think Cole Hamels has made in his career? Oh, 100000 a hundred million, rather, 100000 100 million is my guess. The answer's two hundred and ten. Jeez. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Good work so, if you can get it. I'm not in this anymore to get money i'd like to win a ring and he loves playing for the cubs he always wanted to be a cub that's why he came here when they traded for him from texas so maybe you can get him on a very short one year half a year deal but then you've got to go get a number one guy and the guy they're looking at can they pull it off i don't know javi baez has a (laughs) brother-in-law brother-in-law named jose barrio Uh uh-huh so I think that might be the guy they'd target. Third third time this week, Trent yes. and I have heard that name. We had Al Yellenon from Bleed Clubby Blue. I'm sure you probably know that name, Cappy. He was yep. on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. He brought that up. We had a national writer from CBS, Matt Snyder, also a Cubs fan. He mentioned that name unsolicited, and we just left it up to you and Jose Barrios. I am a Twins fan, as you know, Cappy. I've watched pretty much every one of his starts in his career. When he's good... He's really good there, and you mentioned that connection. I know how close him and Javi Baez is. It makes sense, but you're not going to get him for a bucket of balls. He's still under team control for another year. You're going to have to dig into that system. How deep is the Cubs system as it pertains to prospects? Uh, They have a handful of really elite prospects. Like They're not giving you Brennan Davis. He's a top 20 prospect Mm -hmm. in the game. The next time the rankings come out, not going to get him. Could you get him for Miguel Amaya, who's our number one catching prospect and a top 100 guy? Depends. If they feel like they can re-sign Contreras, who's in his late 20s, 
then you could trade Miguel Amaya, who's not ready yet. He's not even at AAA, but he's 21 or 22 years old. He projects as a starting catcher. That'd be a really good deal for the Cubs and a really good deal for the Twins. Uh, they're not going to give you Braylon Marquez, who's 22. He is uh, 6'4", 225 pounds, and he throws 101. Mm. Lefty. They're not giving him up. Jeez. So if you would take a really high-level catching prospect, I think you could make a deal. Hmm. David Kaplan is our guest Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. Cap, uh, Hendricks goes today. Uh, it's a three-game losing streak. That's what your ace is supposed to do. He's supposed to stop these streaks. But he's going up against Marcus Stroman. Boy, the Mets is just one uh, one really good pitcher after another. Uh, Hendricks today, Cap, you're just uh, – what, what, what do you see as far as his start goes? And will uh, Chris Bryant be back in the lineup? What are you hearing on those two? I have not heard yet on Chris, although I was told it's nothing to be concerned about, and they should. He's day-to-day, so it wouldn't shock me if he's in the lineup today. Now they could say, take one more day, and then we're off until tomorrow night, a rare Friday night home game at Wrigley tomorrow when the Marlins come to town. Uh, In terms of Kyle Hendricks, he's healthy. Mm -hmm. He is locked in. He made a technical adjustment. He found a flaw, and... Since that point, he's won six consecutive decisions. This guy's locked in. It's going to be a really interesting matchup tonight. Cincinnati is biting at the heels already. We've talked a lot about the Cardinals, of course, the Brewers and the Cubs. You seen anything about this Cincinnati team? Do you see any kind of sustainability out of the Reds? Look, they're on a great run. I was texting with my dear friend Lance McAllister, who does Reds postgame, and he's like, you hear that? That's the Reds coming. (laughs) Yeah, they're on a great run run but i still don't think they're a great team and with every great run also comes a bit of a regression you're not going to play 13 or 14 out of 16 baseball the rest of the season so they're good they have talent i just don't think they're elite so can they run everyone down yeah there's no elite team in the division i just don't think they will the team that scares me if i'm the cubs unless i add high level pitching and we stay healthy, I think the Brewers, because of Corbin Burns yep. and Brandon Woodruff, they're tough, man. They're good. Indeed they are. Cap, uh, a couple more on the Cubs, and we'll get to uh, the most interesting team in the NFL, according uh, to Chris Collinsworth. And that was certainly interesting when he said that and uh, when um, Nagy responded to the quarterback question. Um, so, Cap, I th- I've um, been in the camp that Contreras needs help, that uh, you know when you see Caratini uh, walk away to the Padres and, and do what he's doing, he needs some help behind the plate. He can't catch every day, and it's a, it's a noticeable downgrade uh, when Contreras isn't in there. Is that a position that they'll try to address, or is it something that they'll just go forward with what they've got? I would be surprised. They don't have the you – know, friend asked me about prospect capital to go get Jose Barrios. I mean, it would take them trading their best catching prospect to go get a pitcher. They just don't have that much to be able to give up to go get another catcher. But they've had Austin Romine, then they had P.J. Higgins, and then Jose Lobaton is the guy there now, and he's as mediocre as they come. Right. But P.J. Higgins is done for the year with a knee injury. So I would be very surprised if the Cubs went out and added anything of substance. Hmm. Anything. Uh, so, again, could you get something... Maybe. 
but I, I, I don't see it. I don't see them take backup catcher. Uh, Cap, last thing on the Cubs. Ian Happ still, uh, he's below the Mendoza line. I think he's a buck yeah, night, somewhere around there. Um, is it time to put Marisnik in there and just get him back in the lineup? I know he's coming back from an injury. Happ's giving him nothing offensively. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Ian's a really good dude, and he plays hard, and he gives you speed in the lineup. He's very athletic. He just thinks offensively right now. He'll run into one occasionally, so you'll get you know the long ball, but he just looks overmatched at the play. I don't understand why he, you know, as a rookie, what did he hit? 24 home runs? We've never seen that guy. Why? I can't tell you. Let's go to the pride and joy of Illinois, the Chicago Bears. As Bear down. the offseason continues, Cappy, the fawning, I think, is a good term that we've seen from media, some coaches, but not Matt Nagy over Justin Fields. Is this just a head coach not wanting to throw his veteran under the bus, or do some of these headlines have merit? So you're talking about why he's already said there's mm-hmm. no scenario yep. that Justin uh-huh. Fields starts other than an injury. Yep. Um, look, they Matt studied under Andy Reid for a long time in Philly and in Kansas City, and Andy believes you have to prepare young quarterbacks the right way, or you can ruin them forever. Patrick Mahomes, as awesome as he is, sat for 16 of the 17 weeks when he was a rookie, and Alex Smith was the guy. And how did that turn out? Aaron Rodgers sat for almost three years until he became a starter. How'd that turn out? Brett Favre was on his second team and sat a lot as a rookie in Atlanta, and how'd that one turn out? Steve Young. I can give you a lot of examples. And then I can give you other ones that go, well, Kyler Murray looked pretty good as a rookie. Oh, did Justin Herbert had a really good year because Tyrod Taylor got uh, had a had a, a health issue. I just look at what Matt's doing. You got look at the early portion of the schedule. You got the Bengals. All right, that's a beatable team. You should beat. You got the Browns in there. You're on the road with the Rams to open things. But you got three or four really tough games early. If Justin Fields is the starter, and you really don't have a way to quantify if he's ready. Preseason, few quarters, now you're going to tell me that proves you're ready? No. And he fails. You have deflated your team. You have deflated your fan base. And you may have deflated your chances of staying on as the head coach. But if Andy Dalton's the guy and you play him for a few weeks and maybe he's halfway decent and your team's okay, you keep letting Justin Fields develop. I'm all in on Matt's plan. Now, I know some of Matt's plans have not worked. We're going to run the ball. Oh, they forget to do that. Oh, we're going to have a top 10 offense. Never happened. So why should this plan work? Because I think it's a plan rooted in really sound logic developed by Andy Reid that, Justin, unless Andy gets hurt, you're not going to start early. Just relax, learn the playbook, learn the cadence, you know, it's a big difference playing at Ohio State, as great a program as it is, and then being dropped into a National Football League city like Chicago where they've never had a quarterback. Everyone here thinks they know how to develop a quarterback, and none of us really do. So I'm cool with what they're doing. Cap, great stuff. We will uh, talk to you next Wednesday. Thank you for doing this for us today, Cap. Appreciate it. 
appreciate your flexibility. You're the man. When it was picture day at work and the <laughs> CEO of the company's there, I was like, all right, I can't miss this. We got so, her done. You're the man. All right, thanks, pal. Good to talk to you. David Kaplan from Chicago. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors our buddy David Kaplan. Centurion Stone will be closed uh, on uh, July the 4th weekend, of course, the 3rd through the 5th. But if you're in the market for... Uh, Iowa's best selection of stone veneer. That's where you will find it. Centurion Stone of Iowa. Over 200 color and pattern combinations. Check them out online. Centurion Stone of Iowa. You will be able to visit the showroom. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. You will be blown away. I had no idea they could do that much with stone veneer. And they do. Centurion Stone of Iowa. Joe Farron, Justin Luch, and the entire team over at Centurion Stone of of Iowa Centurion Stone of Iowa.com. Uh good stuff out of Cappy. Are you buying the Matt Nagy plan? I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's probably the right one. Oh no doubt. Yeah, that's I understand it. I get it. And I kinda like it. There's still so much to be learned at the NFL level. Without a doubt. And for every great story Look at Pey- Troy Aikman, how bad he was. Peyton Manning. Right, Peyton Manning. Um, right. What was it? 28 interceptions his rookie year. I think he set a record. And it worked. But there's also that other side. And when a guy loses it, go back to the older car brother. Why do I always screw up David and Derek? David, Derek, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Houston. Yeah. I still think in a different spot, he could have been a good NFL quarterback. I really do. He was on on the ground. Was it 78 sacks or something one of those years? incredible. I still think there was enough there. The Bears, interior, the offensive line should be good. We'll see about the tackle spots. Right. Wide receivers exactly don't wow you. All right. Ease into it. Mm -hmm. Because this is a play not just for 2021. It's about 2025. Absolutely. And 2030. Developmentally, take it slow. Trent, I keep coming back to this story, the pressure that's on these guys. John Elway lined up under right guard in his first NFL game. That's nerves. Mm -hmm. That's not, no. (laughs) I mean, come on. He turned out okay. Yes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes played Week 17 against Denver. He sat the whole year. That worked. Cappy's right. Look with how the Packers have handled things. Now they're <laughs> they've been handled things very well this off season. Well, that's a little different. Um, boy, that's a story that just won't die down, will it? What is? How is this going to end? How is it going to end? Let's ask the Packer fan, Bill Bender. Bill next. Bender is next. Miller and Condon, fourteen sixty KX and O one oh six. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush... And iHeartMedia. Wolf Roofing has learned a few things over the years. We understand that no one wants their home improvement project to drag on. So at Wolf Roofing, we plan for your project well before we set foot on site. As a result, most projects are done in one day. We also know quality is important in the big things like a proper installation and in the details like cleaning up well and using magnets to find stray nails. Find us on the web at wolfroofing.net or give us a call 225 825- 8 
DraftKings is not only my favorite sports book, but it's also America's top-rated sports book. I love DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to get, navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and family, they've been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too, and we've got another offer. There's no doubt about it. Golf is already teed off, but that doesn't mean we're out of offers. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. Just pick any basketball team that's still playing, bet a dollar, and if they win, that's $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds on baseball, hockey, golf, and so much more. It's safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win the next game. If they do, you'll claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code KXNO. For a limited time, only a DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. Iowa only, new customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook. For details, gambling problem, call one. Con then just past eleven thirty on Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty KX and all one oh six point three on the FM dial. Uh trends play of the day coming up. Again, if you would have taken all three dogs, the two in the NBA, the uh Habs in the NHL last night in the playoffs, forty three to one if you parlayed them together. Man. Ten bucks. Better buck at forty three. Do the math from there. I uh I would have liked to have that one in my back pocket, alas. Ooh. I didn't bet on any of them. No, nobody saw that coming. No. All three dogs winning like that. Uh, let's get to Bill Bender from the Sporting News. He joins the program. Bill, uh, great piece on the top 25 quarterbacks. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, let's start with uh, Arizona State and the um, seemingly uh, the news. Not good if you're an Arizona State fan. And Herm Edwards, um, you know, when everybody else was, there was no recruiting. Uh, he's sneaking recruits up back staircases and putting him in suites so they can watch games. Uh, that was a, a no-no, and uh, some of the uh, big uh, Pac-12 coaches, David Shaw amongst them, uh, coming out and uh, speaking his mind that it just should not happen. How much trouble is Arizona State in, do you think, Bill? Oh, we'll find out, but if you, if you think Herm Edwards is the only one doing that, I mean... I, <laughs> well, he's the only one that got like, caught. <laughs> I was like waiting for, oh, he's giving them cars and this and that. And, you know, with NIL legislation coming, that's going to be another gray area, right? Like, we're just going to get recruiting and some of these things are going to change. And I'm actually working on a story about that now. So um, it's uh, one of those things that we'll keep an eye on. My son, Sorry, my son's trying to get me to throw a lacrosse ball at him, but you <laughs> got plenty of time for that this afternoon. You know, Bill, uh, you mentioned name, image, and likeness, and – the NCAA, they didn't want to get their hands dirty. They didn't actually want to do any work. So, well, maybe Congress will be able to get it figured out. Here's a shocker. They haven't been able to figure it out early, and it's becoming a little bipartisan back and forth that is happening in the uh, in the House when we get to that point. So as you look at name, image, or likeness, A, what you're working on, kind of your story that we'll find at the Sporting News tomorrow, and secondly, where we are, just an overview of states are enacting their different things, and it looks like it's going to be state-to-state state for right now, right? Yeah, there's six that have it, and I know Iowa's got a bill out there in a couple other Big Ten states, so to speak. Illinois and Ohio have – they're in various stages of passing, but there's six that have law. It's going to happen, and 
it's a quarter of the FBS schools in those states, Texas, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia. I mean, these are big-time college football states where it's going to happen. And I spoke with Jim Cavell at uh, Influencer, uh, one of these companies that's their rule is educating the student-athletes on where those opportunities can be made. Now, they don't make any money off the student-athlete or anything like that but because they're being paid by the institution. And I think companies like that are going to be very important as we do this. Do they actually log these, you know, how much of that money that we all cynically believe is under the table <laughs> thumbs up over it, and what does that look like? Uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News is our guest. Bill, um, I want to get into your piece, Top 25 Quarterbacks. Uh, you you rank them at SportingNews.com. You know, one of the things that jumped off the list to me, Bill, is just how many group of five quarterbacks are on your list this year. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be. I mean, there are some really talented QBs playing a group of five schools. Um, did that surprise you when you comprised the list and when you looked down as to what you've come up with, just how many group of five QBs have found their way into your top 25? Yes and no. Uh, there was one other one I left off that I wanted to put on there, and I was trying to figure out a way to do it. It was Lane Hatcher at Arkansas State, because I think he's going to have a monster year. But when you have guys like Grayson McCall, Dylan Gabriel, Desmond Ritter, they had big season. Malik mm-hmm. Willis. Get a, I guess they're not a group of five school, but at Liberty, he had right. a big year. So putting that list together was fun. I think if there was any flack I've taken, it's why is Bo Nix on there? <laughs> why is uh, – but, you know, he's an experienced starter, and you look at the numbers, they aren't that bad. And the difference this year is we don't have Lawrence Fields. and Right. We had, a, like, a very glamorous class last year. I would say this class is very – not that. Yeah, because Spencer Rattler leads the way. He's a nice quarterback. Um, do you believe that he'll be the first QB drafted, uh, assuming he leaves and gives up his eligibility? Because I see a lot of, you know, already looking down the road, uh, that this will be the first quarterback coming off the board in next year's draft. Is he that? Is he worthy, Bill, or is that more of a product of, just like you said, there's none of those guys that were that in that shiny QB class from last year? I think Sam Howell could be in that discussion. Mm-hmm. A couple others. Uh, Sam Howell's had two monster years at North Carolina, um, and I think he's one of those guys that could really elevate the program and take North Carolina to the next step this year. And they like their skill position guys they got coming back. So um, even though they lost a lot, but so he'll be an interesting guy. I mean, he had some monster games too. Uh, I think he had a 500 game, yard game last year. So. He's one to keep an eye on, and there are a couple others, but I think all of those discussions really, really stop and start with Rattler and uh, Howell, and that'll be the interesting one, too, as the season gets started. One other guy that I, I think might be seeing up the draft boards, kind of like Trey Lance kind of situation, is Malik Willis at Liberty. Mm-hmm. And I know NFL scouts are very intrigued by him, guy that can move with his legs, of course, and what he does with his arms. I was a little su- bit surprised, though, to see him all the way down at 16. Is that a product more than anything? Dude plays at Liberty? Um, yes and no. I mean, I thought that was a pretty fair ranking. I mean, when you, he'll get, he would get more attention if he was playing against, you know, the Alabamas, Ohio State, and Clemson's and those mm-hmm. teams that, that we have those high-ranked quarterbacks. I think, you know, one of the cha- the biggest challenge for me wasn't where I would put Malik Willis. It was where I would put DJ Uangalele. Mm-hmm. We have really high because I think we at least saw him last year and know it's going to be pretty good on the field. Bryce Young, Alabama, you know, got a ton around him. And then 
I mean, C.J. Stroud might not even start at Ohio State, but I had to put – I could have just put Ohio State quarterback because whoever starts there is going to be productive. Indeed. You know, uh, we'll get to number 10 in a second, as I know uh, Iowa State fans want to hear about their QB, who's number 10, Brock Purdy, on the list. Trent's all over Cincinnati this year. He thinks that this is uh, – he's buying stock in the Bearcats. I, I get it. You know, going back to last year at the the Peach Bowl, uh, watching Desmond Ritter do what he did, and I thought he played exceptionally well in that football game against a really good Georgia team. And, you know, I thought for the longest time Cincinnati was going to pull this out and remember actually rooting for them when it seemed like they would. Ritter's a quarterback. Might he be this year's Trey Lance? Um, you know, we know about him, and he didn't have, I mean, he threw a couple of picks where Trey Lance didn't, but what's the knock on Ritter when it comes to the uh, NFL, Bill? Well, I, you know, size is always a thing. There'll be questions about that, but I think he's a pretty good quarterback, very experienced leader, offers the dual threat thing, and, and Trent's right. I think Cincinnati, if there was a year to do it, with their schedule and those big money games against mm-hmm. uh, Notre Dame and Indiana, they win those and and then go on and go undefeated. I mean, their their track record is there that they would be a threat to make the playoff, and they should. Um, I think they're thirty one and six the last years under Luke Fickle. That's huh. pretty darn good. Jeez. Yes, it is. Waiting for that big job maybe coming his way or. With the future of the college football playoff, maybe Cincinnati mm. is a really good spot as opposed to taking a job like a Purdue. You know, something like that makes more sense to stay at Cincinnati. Well, we mentioned we were going to go to number 10 on your list, number 15, and number one in the hearts of Cyclone fans, Brock Purdy. You had him number eight last year. Purdy dropping like a fly. What's going on here, Bill? I ain't got the 10. Come on. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's still a top 10 quarterback, and I think, you know, I think one of the stats we had in there is. Iowa State six and three when he throws three hundred yards or more. Is he that guy that's going to really put the team on his back and lead that run? Because everybody, I mean, this is an all-in year for the Cyclones, mm-hmm. and he's certainly been a known commodity in the Big Twelve. Um, Big Twelve quarterbacks are just hard for me to rank in general because I know they're going to put up numbers, but you got to know—is it? You know what I mean? Is are yeah. those numbers real, or is there a sense of inflation to them? I don't think that's the case with Purdy. But uh, he's got a chance to really go out and have that big year this year. Yeah, it was great in the Fiesta Bowl a uh, couple of times when they needed him. He stood up, or stepped up rather, including a scramble that uh, uh, that was huge in that football game. Uh, but, you know, another thing that uh, jumped out to me, Bill, is um, you know you got to go all the way to thirteen before you find before you find your first Big Ten quarterback on that list. Guessing there haven't been too many years when that was the case, and Michael Penix. Uh, who Iowa will see in week number one as they come to Kinnick Stadium, what I think is an incredibly difficult uh, lid lifter in college football for the Hawks this year. Penix uh, and Indiana, that he is the number one-ranked quarterback in the Big Ten. That seems like a low or a, um, a higher number than normally you would have seen out of a Big Ten QB. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. The, the level of quarterback play in the conference isn't what it what it normally is. I guess, I mean, with guys like Fields, who was two, and Mick Sorley in the past was a top-five guy. I mean, Pennington's has got a chance to go out and do that. And like I said, C.J. Stroud or Kyle McCord, whoever starts with the Buckeyes, is going to have a big year. There's no doubt about that. I think Tanner Morgan's an interesting yeah. bounce-back candidate. And then Clifford is another one at Penn State that, I mean, that could go either way. So, you know, obviously – 
Graham Mertz. We'd leave, leave Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan quarterbacks off there, and, and those guys would be on the fringe. I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you get your top 25. How long would it take on a list before you'd get to Spencer Petras? I mean, not, I mean, he was on that list of, like, I keep a list of guys that should they be on, that shouldn't they be not. He was there, and uh, Talia Tungabalo was on there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he had a couple big games yes, in Maryland last year, so... I think those are the guys to watch this year is which guy maybe steps up and fills that void. I mean, we put Tanner Morgan on there, but there are, like I said, Mertz, Petrus, and a couple others in the Big Ten West. They have an op- There's not a huge gap there. It's not like the gap between DJ Uangalele and Sam Howell mm-hmm. and the rest of the ACC. That gap to me is pretty considerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Adrian Martinez, I would have thought he would have been on that list at yeah. some point, or certainly at this point as he gets to his senior season, but that hasn't gone well for him, and I know that Husker fans are certainly uh, counting on him. Uh, Bill, uh, my, uh, my last thing for you, to the college football playoff, and, and it seems that the – the blueprint, I guess, if that's what you want to call it, that was released uh, that's going to be brought up again when they uh, converge in Chicago 21st, I believe, of July to talk more about this. Uh, it seemed like maybe the one pushback we're starting to see is the top four teams not being able to host a game in their on their campus uh, using the Bulls. I'm, we're starting to see, at least in the last week, 10 days or so, that there's seemingly some pushback uh, that those quarterfinals should be played on campus. Do you see that? And might that be one of the tweaks that we see coming out of the Chicago meetings? I would anticipate that will get tweaked just because of the blowback, and that's why you put out a plan. But who knows? I mean, the bull system, we all know what goes into that and some of the politics involved in that. So you never know if it'll change. But I'm certainly thinking that's one of the things that we complained about the most. And and we would like to see it. I mean, if you're a top four team, a great reward would be to have that home game. It would help your season tickets. It would help generate interest for your program. And uh, I just want to see matchups like, you know, Alabama versus Ohio State in a quarterfinal if it ever came, or even Georgia. Georgia come up to Columbus in December or vice versa. I think you can recreate that atmosphere that we get in September in a playoff situation mm. with the big boys. It'd be pretty awesome. Mm, indeed it would. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Sportingnews.com. Sportingnews.com for Bill Bender. Oh, last thing. We didn't talk to you about uh, about Rodgers. Give us your latest uh, yeah. on, on Aaron Rodgers. What do you think is going on? I know we're, we've, uh, as we've talked before, you're a Packer fan. What do you, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? What are you fearing? Well, I don't fear anything. I mean, I, I, I can't make them make up. So, uh, I mean, it's on them. I think there's a lot of pettiness going both ways, and hopefully they can come to a resolution. I mean, it, to me, no news is no news until mm-hmm. in J- July 28th when they start open camp. If he's not at camp, then it gets real. Indeed. Bill Bender, thank you. Appreciate it. Talk to you. Hey, no problem, guys. Good Take to care. talk to you. Bill Bender from the Sporting News, Sporting News. Dot com for Bill Bender. Uh, coming up on 1145 on a Thursday. Uh, Barnstormer Weekly goes tonight. Joe Stacy and company, mm-hmm. they'll be on the air at 6 o'clock. Want to give them a plug before we forget to do that. Barnstormer Weekly tonight at 6. Miller and Condon back to wrap up a Thursday on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 1066.
Trent Condon here with you. There's two kinds of rental property owners. The do-it-yourself guy and the renter's warehouse guy. You know DIY guy. He insists on handling everything himself, even if it makes him miserable. Renter's warehouse guys are a lot happier because they let my friends at Renter's Warehouse handle all their property management headaches. Like when a tenant clogs a crapper, DIY guy grabs a plunger, heads over, opens the lid, and nearly passes out. Renter's Warehouse guy, he lets Renter's Warehouse handle it. When tenants are late with rent, DIY guy interrupts his workday to call them, email them, text them, until he's wasted his entire day. While Renter's Warehouse guy lets Renter's Warehouse handle it. And when a tenant has an emergency at 3 in the morning, DIY guy has to roll out of bed and handle it himself. Because when you're a DIY landlord, your tenant's problems are always your problems. Renter's Warehouse guy, he sleeps soundly through the night. When it comes to your property management, let Renner's Warehouse handle it. Get your free rental price analysis at Renner'sWarehouse.com today. That's Renner'sWarehouse.com today or call 515-528-44. Wolfroofing.net. Now back to Middle and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. All right, 10 minutes before noon, Miller and Condon, uh, earlier we mentioned the uh, four Cyclones on the first two Walter Camp preseason All-American teams that were released today. First team, Charlie Cole, Brees Hall on offense, uh, Mike Rose on defense, joined on offense from our fine state is... Tyler Linderbaum. Tyler Linderbaum, indeed he is. Uh, first team uh, offense, of course, center uh, for Tyler Linderbaum, and the second team offense, Colin Newell. So... Iowa, the state of Iowa, Mm -hmm. the center of the center universe. Way it should be. (laughs) Way it should be. All right, that works. Um, So, Phil Steele. Yes, how about that? Did you see the cover that was tweeted Uh yesterday? Initial contact has been made. Yes, and? And uh, awaiting confirmation of when we will get Phil, I would guess. Well, well, look, I want to talk to him. Don't get me wrong, Uh but. (laughs) Yeah. Getting those magazines, too. Right. Sometimes they send them. Other times they don't. Well, regardless, we I mean we will get. They them. cost seven bucks or eight bucks. How much well, are they? Are they ten now? No, they're more than that. Are they really? Yeah, I think to, you bought last year, so I it's did. probably my turn. It was up to like uh, fifteen. I want to say uh, it's well worth it. It's it the Bible. is. It's I get the Bible. my money out of that thing every single year. Yep, it is part of the backpack. It was with me everywhere, <laughs> and by the end of the season, it certainly shows some wear and tear. It is awesome though. I love it. I love the small type. I love. Watching you with your magnifying glass over there at times. <laughs> My eyes aren't what they once were, Trent. And I know I'm going to be there. I know yeah. I'm going to be there someday, and you know what? I'll wear it as a badge of honor mm-hmm. that i got to get my... My uh, magnifying glass out too to read. Phil you know Steele. what I attributed to whether it's right or wrong for so many years looking through binoculars. Really, I think it is. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Or maybe it's just plain age. Who knows? It has something to do with the two. But you know, the magnifying glass. I got a magnifying sheet. Did you see what I brought in late last yes. year? Yes. It's like a, I don't know. It's about the size of a piece of paper. Right. Um, it, it works good. I then bet. I don't have to, you know, the magnify. I don't look like that, uh, what was it, Sherlock Holmes or whatever right. with the magnifying glass. Yeah. Um, but, you yeah, know, the print's a little small, but it's okay. I'm not I'm not complaining. It's so worth it. Mm-hmm. And it means college football's here. We're getting there. All right, Trent. We're getting to that point of the day. Uh, where you give out your P.O.D., play of the day. So we've got basketball, one game. Mm-hmm. We've got NHL, one game. We've got not a full slate of baseball, but where are you going to go, if anywhere? I got baseball. Okay. And in fact, I got three. Day game, night game? Uh, There's only two day games. Middle afternoon game. I'm going to start right there. 
We talked about the ineptitude of the D-backs. They're awful. They've, they're 5-36 and 36 in their last 41. And if we were not talking about Jacob deGrom, if, if he was never born, okay. we would be talking about Kevin Gossman. Uh-huh. And the season that this dude yep. is having, yep. which is asinine, 1.43. I know. Kevin Gossman's been a part of our life for a long time. <laughs> I've never seen this Kevin Gossman. Yet they're only minus 200 against a team that has lost 22 consecutive games on the road. That's incredible. You know how difficult that is to do. I'm going to play the Giants, but something stinks about this line. I'm nervous. I'm nervous, but I, I feel like I just have to play it. Well, with Gossman on the bump, I mean, you almost have mm-hmm. to, right? And as you mentioned, 22 in a row losses for the for the Snakes on the road. Mention great National League pitchers. Let's go to another one with Woodruff on the bump against Marquez. Now, uh-huh. there's a name, Cubs fans. If you're looking for something this evening as you're bouncing around, mm. maybe stop here because this could be a potential Chicago Cub. And Colorado, did they not uh, take the series from the Padres? They did. They're playing good baseball. And with that, I'm going to take the plus money here. Give me plus 145. Give going me the against Rockers. Woodruff? I'm going to take it wow. in the rarefied air of Colorado. So Give what me... would it, what would San Fran to Colorado get you if you put those two together? Oh, put that together. Take the big favorite, the minus yeah. 200, plus that. I'm going to guess you're probably going to get plus 200 money, maybe 220, mm-hmm. something in that range. And my final one, I'm doing it again, and I'm already hating myself about it. Take a look at the slate. Take a look at the starting pitcher. It's a Midwest team. It's a regional team that we're talking about. And you're going against them? No, I'm going to take a guy that I absolutely— Oh, Dylan Cease. You hate Cease. I'm doing it again. Yeah. I, and they're in Houston, right? They are. I'm going to do it, though. I, just every—my numbers say I have to— and over the long course of baseball, these are the things. There's going to be guys, if you bet baseball on a daily basis, as some of us degenerates do, <laughs> there are going to be guys that you absolutely despise because you think you have the right call in a game, and you do, and a guy will screw it up. And for me, that is Dylan Cease. And we're going back to the well once again. Trent, Fingers crossed. Uh, Trent, I kind of I, I felt like I was you yesterday when I was sitting in front of DraftKings betting. I couldn't stop betting U.S. Open players. I would. I probably have ten golfers this weekend. We know it's caught on betting golf. Oh my god! We've seen the numbers. We've seen the numbers not just nationally, but even on a local level. Mm-hmm. And I'm the same way. And especially when it comes to these events, and I I get so deep into it, and I'm playing pools. So I got this sheet here, the kind of the pool sheet. Well, I want to bet on them too. All right. Oh boy, top twenty. They're plus two twenty-five. Yeah, I'm going to throw forty to one. Are you kidding me? Yeah, might as well throw a few bucks here and there. And all of a sudden, well, I'm just playing all these small bets. Not anymore. Not when you got this much money involved, and that's going to be both of us. It sounds like this weekend. I know. I'm going to need one of these forty ones to hit so I can just break even. <laughs> right. That's not good. I'm betting against myself, but it's fun, and I'm glad I did it. Uh, DraftKings is where we did our business. All right, Murph and Andy will be here in an hour and five minutes. Then the fanatics at three, as we mentioned. Barnstormer Weekly goes tonight at six. Joe Stacy and company uh, tomorrow. 6 a.m. begins another day of local programming with the Morning Rush. We're Miller and Condi. You can hear us Monday through Friday from 10 to noon right here on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.